What's up, squad? And welcome back to another episode of the Pod Squad. I am your host, JT. And the person that just made me laugh, joining me today is Joshua. What's <laughs> up, dude? What's up? Also at on the mic, we got Bethany over here. Sup, fam? Hey. And special guest, we have Liz in the house. Hello. What up? I like it. I like it. How's everybody's day been? Big chilling, dude. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I get it. It's a, this is real. This is real. Keep it Day real. Day started off kind of booky, but it's I, I, it's I now. I, was saying, I got I home from work and it was chill. So. <laughs> True. How's your How's your day been? It's been very chill. Usually on Mondays are my days off because my company is closed, so I usually try to take those days just to relax and not worry about anything. And then you know I made the schedule and send it out. And of course I have everybody being like, "Hey, I can't work that day. <laughs> Too bad, bro." There <laughs> you go. Other than that, closed, usually give you a day off. Yeah. As I say, the only problem with that though is you have to have a Monday on a Tuesday, and Tuesdays are usually pretty good yeah. unless you have to have your Monday on a Tuesday. We had a very Monday Monday today. We did. It was yeah. Very it was Monday. very Monday. <laughs> but it's all good because we're here now. It's it's the last episode of the year. Oh yeah, yeah, that like, is true. Wow. Like we've been doing this uh, probably what since March ish, but somewhere in kinda. there, off and on for the past two years, but been really kind of been on it since around March, yeah. And uh, yeah, we we did take that break, um, like leading up through Thanksgiving and coming up on Christmas, but that was due to. Technical difficulties. Technical difficulties I mean, and life. We'll, we'll be real here. We're honest. Past three months have been pretty booky. They have been, been but a, it's been a struggle bus, and we've put our seatbelts on and claimed our seats on the struggle bus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, this has been a cool uh, outlet on all of that. It's been really fun having you two on, and I'm kind of excited to see how you do on this. This is going to be entertaining. I am very excited because <laughs> you have a story for everything. So yeah. this is going to be great for you. Um, but I think. We've done something pretty cool, even if we only have ten listeners right now. It's, yeah, it's, it's ten it's, best damn listeners ever, Heck right? Yeah. And I'm only <laughs> I'm one so of them. Loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even one of them. Our brother's one of them. Yeah, I don't he really listen to, listen us to at work. it. He does. Which I think it's funny because he like works in construction, so he's just like beating shit out of things. He, we're just in here <laughs> talking about destiny raising prices or sabbathy for Sabbath-y twenty minutes for seventeen and a half inches. <laughs> I listen to true crime podcasts. I listen to a lot like. Most of them revolve around the paranormal. I like them. No, but I, I like all the murders and the arms getting cut off and the legs getting cut off. I get depressed, though. Getting, no, I love it. And I don't like espresso, so I can't get rid of the depresso. I start making like I start making like mental notes. <laughs> that was solid, bro. <laughs> I start making... <laughs> I can't say that's an original. I saw it on TikTok last night, <laughs> but it was funny. It, was, it made Jokes me laugh. Jokes are meant to be shared. I start making mental notes in my head when I'm listening to them. I'm like, I'm never going to kill anyone. Why am I like... That serious about it, right, look. but like it'll 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 they'll talk about this one thing on why this person got cut. I'm like that's so easily avoidable. All you got to do is blah 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 blah. Like, I mean everybody oh has God, sinister thoughts. <laughs> everybody has sinister thoughts. You ever just like everyone's been driving down the road and be like I could like I could go into oncoming traffic right now in yeah. my life. Oh, I've and done that yours. before. Those are impulsive thoughts. Yeah, everybody has them. You can't control them. It's not like you would actually you know want to murk somebody in your car. Exactly. But, like. That there's like a scientific name for all that stuff. Like it's a real thing, but um, I can't remember it because I'm stupid and I was <laughs> I homeschooled the for it too. But <laughs> <laughs> all of us but, were. But what oh, you yeah. do oh, in those? <laughs> but what you do in those moments? You turn on your angriest music, you punch a couple of metaphorical babies, and you're good for the rest of the punch day. Punch a couple <laughs> metaphorical babies, <laughs> Jesus! Don't you listen to a band called Infant Annihilator? I don't listen to them, but sometimes. Point, it's points. Okay, me and you were watching though. the new Witcher, and <laughs> this is true. Jennifer was in a dream state. Everybody knows 
like if you read the books, played the games, watched any of the first season, Yennefer can't have babies. She can't. She want babies since she was dreaming and had a baby in a basket. You you couldn't see the baby, but it was there. You knew there was a baby there, and it was crying. Mm-hmm. And that bitch just burst into flames, and I just go. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. So I have a question for you, Liz. Yes. You're 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 the new face in the in the room. After almost a year, and we've asked you before, mm-hmm. what made you say yes tonight? I think to be on the podcast. Let me clarify that. <laughs> more or less, there only being three of you, so I felt like it would even it out to have all four. But also just because I've always liked to try things at least one time, and I'm very excited that I'm able to be on the podcast. Wow, I'm what just a, a very what an educated I'm a very answer, persuasive friend. <laughs> yes, I said, hey Liz, you should be on the podcast tonight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we even out the girl power. Yeah. Kind of Josh, Josh, you feel a little intimidated like I do. No. Nah. <laughs> But yeah, he no, spent I'm the most time with her, so it's. <laughs> I guess this is true, but I'm excited. Least, least scary person in the room. I am very. I'm the least intimidated person. Person. Intimidating. <laughs> as far as as far as physical features, yes. <laughs> but then the people get to know me, and they're like, "Ah, he's a pushover." <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's been an interesting year um, for for all of us in in many different facets. I hate uh, you're a pushover, but you're talking about punching meta- metaphorical babies. <laughs> That's why I listen to the angry music, They're dude. Metaphorical. They don't exist. They're not Did real. Did you watch a man die in the cold? Shoveling shit into a furnace. It's a metaphor. Trading, <laughs> sleeping in the streets. <laughs> Training his life to grow back. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I'm very confused by that exchange that just happened, but we'll just keep on. Hydra. <sighs> yeah. Yes. You cut off its head. Yeah. And fucking to grow back. <laughs> Dude. Oh, you were, you were <laughs> quoting the song. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I caught on to that a long time ago. I know that. <laughs> it's okay. You don't listen to enough angry music with us. It's only when we're in the car. I just they're like new, for a They're new. Okay. So hey, what this time? is what we wanted to talk about. Yeah. So like I said, a lot's kind of happened this year. But as far as like music, TV, movies, and video games, is there anything new that like really stuck out to you guys from this year? Because well, we're kind of going to do a uh, yearly wrap up here. This is relevant because of what we just referenced. Uh, Fit for an Autopsy has four new songs out right now. Yeah. And their newest album is coming out at the beginning of the year. Like I think it's like January 8th or something like that. Dude, they're four. Have you listened to them? No. Oh my God. It's like a really, really good mix of their like first two albums. And like Black Mammoth and stuff with mm-hmm. their new style and their new vocalist, or not new vocalist, but their vocalist has done a couple new things on the four new songs they have. It be the Himby. The big Himby. It's Himby, so good. Like the it's world so shakes when they hit the breakdown. Yeah, like one of, particularly one of the songs, forget the name of which, which one it is, but um, one of the songs in particular, it has one of like, it's a sound effect technically. They added in after, but it's, it's he hits the cymbal drum or like a bass drum low bass string low guitar string all at the same time plus a bass drop that they added in it literally like like could shatter your windows if you had it long turns your brain into a smoothie dude i have a friend who has like two 15s in the back of his car oh yeah imagine that playing in his freaking car it would kill you it would do that whole thing where your hair starts standing up it might bust his windows (laughs) we've had experience with that you remember the camaro Mm mm-hmm that had two twelves in it. Yeah, if you, and, if and you we were outside the car, you'd see the window. <laughs> Speaking of music that'll make your car do that, there's a album called Bones, and on the album, there's a song called Amethyst. And if anybody has, I can't say that word. Amethyst. I have a lisp. Ah, uh, well, is it I have I feel along bad. the same genre of Suicide Boys? 
Yeah. Yeah. So don't be, don't feel bad because the same person who introduced me to it completely just butchered the word amethyst and he, well, I was he's like, dyslexic. What he so. I can't remember exactly what he was like amethyst and I was like, you amethyst? mean amethyst? Amethyst. <laughs> but that is a the song that will literally make your car vibrate. The <laughs> yeah. entire road is vibrating. The other car on the other side of the road will feel your car with this song. It's I'm amethyst. deaf, so I love feeling vibrations. Yeah. I feel like that's a reference. Hearing aid anonymous. (laughs) Yes. I was about to say. I feel like that's a reference to Coda, but that's even better. Dude, that movie is so good. Like, but but that's a that's a movie that I discovered this year. Mm -hmm. It was a movie that came out. I don't remember when it came out, but I discovered it later. And it's called Coda, and it's about this girl who loves singing, but everybody else in her family is deaf. And um, it basically follows her parents not accepting the fact that she sings because it makes them mad that she can't hear. And all this stuff, but or because they can't hear it. Yeah, it's very selfish. But, but that's the kind of the point of like the movie. I get yeah. they have like a disability and can't hear, but like don't be a jerk. Yeah, it didn't. I think we talked about it on the podcast. We have, a little bit. and they weren't being a jerk. They they were more. They just couldn't understand why she wanted to go and do what she oh. wanted to yeah. do because they had their own business. Like he right. was, they were a small business owner, so that she was supposed to go into the family business. And and it bothered them that that she was trying to step away from it, yeah. Because she was Aww. she was the one that okay. could hear when people were talking. Because it's a lot harder to portray. <laughs> Just don't be deaf. And- <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because I feel like, and you can contra- correct me if I'm wrong, because you know ASL. Um, but I feel like it's a lot harder to portray sarcasm and pick up on sarcasm. Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Oh, yeah. It all has and to sign do sign language. Well, I'm talking like translating from somebody who's speaking to the person who's deaf. So she knows Liz knows ASL too. No, I mean if you're if you're translating and you hear that someone's being sarcastic, you match your facial expressions to the sarcasm yeah. that they're conveying. I guess yeah, because oh. yeah, it's all sense. it's oh. all in your face. So we got the two smart yeah. people, then we got deputy dumbass and sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of ASL has to do with the way that your body language is moving yeah. as well and just your facial expressions. That makes sense. You ever seen someone using sign language angry? Yes, Bro. it's horrifying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just cussed out everybody in the room and he doesn't yeah, even he know what he said. He didn't use a single cuss word. <laughs> he said stop three times. That's the only real sign language. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's the Ch- only real karate sign chopped language. Karate chopped with a hand. But something that I found like like a week and a half ago as far as new music I found a remix of Misery Business by Paramore that is designed. No, it's I sh- this is a song I told you about that I showed Jacob and he liked it. And I told you to mark it on the calendar. It's a snowflake. What? Oh, I'm so sorry. But like your, your monitor, happened. your monitors were like. Yeah, a big snowflake went in front of the camera. Oh, okay. Yeah, it did. I the, thought it was like spazzing out. Wow. Imagine laying in the dark watching ASMR on YouTube and your whole room starts flashing. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a minute. but Jesus is coming. But like it was. Trumpets. I, f- I found it on TikTok because that's where everything is discovered now. And it, this guy was like, I was told as an elder emo to blind react to this song. And it's a remix by Birthday Party, but Tsunami uses it. She's a DJ. Yeah, um, she used it in one of her like videoed rave type things. It was remixed by Birthday Party, and he's like, "Dude, I could see all the elder emos moshing to this. Hmm. It's electronic." Um, as far as like the remix goes, like there's obviously there's a subgenre of like pop punk and metal and stuff. Yeah, I and don't emo using do electronic remixes sounds. very sounds. well. Well, this one it doesn't take the whole song remix it. It just takes parts of the song, but uh, it's it's like the the chorus and the pre-chorus and things like that. 
um, like the one so horror, you're nothing more lines not in it, and like most well, of the of first, course it's not. Uh, it's anyway. the one that got canceled, and I think that's part of why it's not on Apple Spooky. Music, Spotify, or anything. It's yeah. only on um, on YouTube. It's on Spotify. Is it? You found it? Yeah, oh, it the remix. No. Yeah, because uh, Jacob looked for it when we were on the way to uh, Christmas Eve, but uh, it it low key is a banger. Like I, I was watching, it, I was like, I'm an older emo. Let me hear this out. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there, got that stank face going, the 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 bob back and forth. I'm like, dude, I, I just want to go and punch something. <laughs> That's the best kind of music. It is because it elicits a reaction, like yeah. a, an emotional reaction, physical. And physical. My new music that came out was Adele's new album. And it's just <sighs> an album full of heartbreak and sadness and so good. It's oh, good my album. God. On that album is the best song that I've heard this year. Which one? On Adele's Oh, album. Oh, My God. Oh is my God the yeah. I thought you were saying, Oh, My God. <laughs> that one, that was fun. I like that one. I like Easy On Me. That's a really good song, too. I, that one, it's going to be overplayed. Oh, it is. Oh, so like I try hello. not to listen it's the new to it. It's thing for Hello, yeah. Yeah. But, oh my god, it has like this nice little fun vibe to it. It reminds me of Ed Sheeran. Yeah. And the, really? the flow of the is chorus. It's British. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the, just, it's, it's, it's like his, uh, it. I'm trying to think of this. It's, it's more like along the lines of like the vibe of like Sing or uh, yeah. Shape of You or something. Oh, I got you. Yeah. The so vibe of the chorus. You just can't help but bob your head while it's playing. You know the thing about Adele though is you either love her voice or you hate it. Because mm-hmm. she has a very, very distinct voice. It's not trained. I hate the way but that she is. says idea. She goes, I dear. I dear. That's, that, that's, I, a, that's, a, that's a British thing. thing. Or Deep South thing. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. dear. I dear. But her voice, like just the raw power behind it and how it breaks is like my favorite thing. That's what makes it good. People, people that don't like Adele are people that don't understand music. Or they think they know music too well. Yes. Like, there's no in-between on that. it's not their style. This is true. A, well, no, with it not being your style, you can acknowledge the fact that she's talented. You just don't like her music. That's fine. Right. That, that's kind of my thing like, I met with someone, Beyonce. I met someone recently. Yeah. I met someone recently who was like, oh, I hate Adele. Her voice, her personality, everything that she does. She has her no music. Her personality is amazing. She has no musical talent. I'm like, um, that's false. <laughs> that's that like me saying true. I hate Emma Stone to you. Yes. <laughs> We were going to avoid that, but now you're going to catch it for the rest of the episode. Okay, yeah. but before we get there, more music that I discovered this year. It came out in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. 2019 or 2020, Bill but Murray. I discovered it. Huh? Bill Murray. No, I've known about him for Aww. a couple years now. <laughs> <clears throat> I've just recently started actually listening to everything he's got. But um, it's uh, if you're into the post-hardcore scene and metalcore, it's a mixture of those two genres. Um, Ooh, I know where you're going with this. Dayseeker. Oh band. my gosh! Dude, Amazing. The, the band, you see, I put all of y'all on it too. I discovered like, it like halfway through the year, and in, uh, they were in my like Spotify Wrapped for two different things. Yeah, and dude, their their Sleep Talk album is ten out of ten. Seriously, that is my video game music. It's it's just it's it's my everything music. I like it for literally any situation whatsoever because they got slower songs like Crash and Burn and uh, Already Numb, mm-hmm. but then they got Crooked Soul. And Gates of Ivory and oh and my burial God. plot, burial plot. Yeah. Dude, they're just someone broke this man's heart. Like that's what times. I was. That's what I was about to say. I like, was like, I want to meet the individual that broke this guy's heart because I don't know how he swings. He's a short Californian. I feel like it's a really. They're from California. You don't. I don't. I don't mix California with that genre of music. You'd be surprised. I mean, there are people from Detroit that put out music like that. Not not rap. Really? I'm just kidding. Damn. Um, Damn. 
<laughs> that was a good one. But I, I would like to, to, to figure out the person that broke that band's heart and, oh, and just I slap break her them. heart. Like, yeah. I want to swoon her into a four-year-long relationship, propose, and then leave her on a doorstep somewhere to rot. Yes. Because this wow. guy, this guy, these songs, I mean, they are painful. You can hear it in his voice, yeah. like how well he hits those notes. It's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. just incredible. And something I truly, truly love about this band is they sound the exact same live. Yeah. He doesn't use backing tracks, doesn't use backup vocals or anything like that. I mean, his guitarists and bassists do backup vocals, but he sounds perfect live every yeah. time. While it is impressive to not use backing tracks, sometimes they are useful to have there. Oh, hundred percent. I understand that, that. Yeah, like. But pe- I just think it's people always that he associate doesn't. backing tracks with lip syncing, and that's not what they no, are. No. Mm, well, but, because the New Year's e- New Year's Rock and Eve stuff, it's kind of given everybody. That's a not bad a backing taste. track. That's a recording that they're singing but along yeah, to. His, right, his, and that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, his quote unquote backing track are his guitarist and bassist. Right. And they don't use anything else. Kind of like Breaking Benjamin. They don't use anything either. No, they don't. They're just a band on stage. They're not quite as good live as their studio stuff, but that's another story. Well, because with Breaking Benjamin, their stuff is so big. Yeah. Like, like, his vocal vocal performances in every song is such a huge marathon of a song. Well, another thing about uh, Benjamin's vocals is he's had... uh, uh, He got sick. Well, back in his old days, he was an alcoholic. He had a lot of issues with his vocal cords and stuff like that, and he very much damaged his vocal cords when he was younger. So he's gotten a band now that can back him up and do the extra vocals that he can't quite do live, which I think is perfectly fine. Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable. But I was just immediately super impressed with Dayseeker. Yeah, no, they they're blew me phenomenal. Away. Yeah, they're they fall into that emo scene. Mm-hmm. They're they're a scene band. They're, they're post hardcore technically, but they lean into different genres like yeah. a lot of other bands do. A lot of metalcore inspiration um but their slower songs are definitely post-hardcore all the way through and, and that was something i was going to say is like like scene music is my jam i i I, oh, yeah. I discovered it late last year but this year i really leaned into it because i felt it yeah right and, that's my and, thing with metal in, in a way that i hadn't before i was like oh this is a i'm supposed to be the demographic for this music this was what my childhood was supposed to be but we were raised on not that 106.9 the light <laughs> yeah. I'm diving in. I'm going deep. Okay, copyright. But <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it long is. enough. We didn't. We didn't sing it for. It's long like enough. ten or fifteen seconds. I discovered. Have to have I discovered a new podcast key. this this year. Very recently. Did you have something to say? I did. Oh, go. I was gonna say for people like me who are usually around like deathcore and stuff like that. Hi. I I <laughs> I will listen to it, but for like for me, what I like is kind of a good in between between them still singing. And having like the harsh vocals, harsh vocals, which is why so I think that's why I like Fit for a King because they have King. cleans yeah, in yes. a lot of their you're songs. Like, like Fit for a King, like Breaking Benjamin. Uh, I've noticed you've just randomly been singing the Dayseeker album. And I really I'm like, so proud of you I for really that. I really like Dayseeker because, like I said, they're the, they're the perfect hybrid bef- between yeah. like hardcore and still like you can still just kind of jam to it. But yeah. like that's why I like Bones so much is because they have that exact formula of like what i've been looking for of like it's hardcore enough but it also yeah. is kind of like the thing about bones enough. too like bones and suicide <coughs> excuse me bones and suicide boys they're like the deathcore of the rap genre i love it yeah it's, it's, it's amazing i discovered a new podcast this year Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> i've been like trying to explore more podcasts because i really like them i can just never find one that i can actually just sit and listen to the whole thing because 
you get to a point where they just start talking in circles and it's like, okay, whatever. Well, well why do you that. listen to podcasts? Do you listen to them to listen to them, or are you like me and you turn them on just for the noise? I like to listen to them. I'm the opposite. That's why I like true crime podcasts, because mm-hmm. they stay interesting. But that's what I found. There's this podcast called Serial Killers, and it's these two people. They literally just read the story. They write out what they're going to read and read the story. They don't sit there and converse about it, which I like. Right. So I'm like listening to the stories. And they did one on the it Night keeps Stalker. Them on track. Yeah, they did one on the Night Stalker. That one was cool. And that was a good podcast. And the I way the you. dude got captured, so satisfying. But anyway. I w- I'm never really into listening straight to podcasts. What I like to listen to is um, there's a YouTube channel called Makeup and Murder. It's this girl that does her makeup while she is talking about, like, murder cases. Mm-hmm. So she's... That's an interesting format. Yeah, I really like it. It's because she's genius. She's, like, I like to get ready to it because mm-hmm. I like to listen to something as well. And I usually like to go to her page because it's really interesting. And some of her videos are really long. So sometimes I'll just like hook it up to my car even, but like it's nice just to get ready to it and like have her input as well because she put she she does go on the script, but she'll kind of put her input into it as well. It's yeah. just because it's just her talking. Yeah, to that's the camera. what that's what those so two for, people do. So for you, you like the visual aspect of it as well. Yeah, as as the story. Mm-hmm. So like podcasts aren't your jam, but if you had a video podcast, that would be something you would lean towards. Yeah, because she's okay. she's showing pictures of these crime scenes as well. Like yeah. she pulls up the whole thing and like shows you on on her YouTube video like what the person looked like and what the murder scenes looked like and what the the victims looked like. Yeah, I guess adding Gritty. on to, adding on to that, I discovered uh, he was on TikTok first. And then he migrated over <gasps> to YouTube. I don't know who you're talking about. Because he got really, really big on TikTok because his storytelling is immaculate. Dude can tell a story about this piece of grass growing in his yard, and I would just be so mesmerized he's by He's very the good story. at painting a picture with yeah. his words. And, but he's called Mr. Ballin. Yeah, and that's he, the boy. I was watching an, him earlier. Yeah, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. And he, he's told stories from like his time in war. And he'll take stories from subscribers and whatnot, or like what he's found online. He does anything from like paranormal to true crime and everything in between. Like, dude can tell a dang story. The only thing that bothers me about him is the way that he says room. He goes, rum. He's northern. Well, that's he's, he's northern. northern. Yeah. 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 And he so you wouldn't like Markiplier then either. Rum. He says room. Oh, I yeah. love Markiplier. Oh, he's Polynesian, though, or Hawaiian. No, he's, no, Hawaiian. he's Korean. Yeah, he's Korean. He's part Korean. He was born in Hawaii. Oh, I didn't know that. I just knew he was Korean. He's short. No, he's, is he? Yeah, he is. yeah he's oh. actually very short. He's like five foot six, I think. He, uh, I'm taller than him. <gasps> wow. That's crazy. That's a yeah, whole new world for you. He's got, he's got the voice of a giant, though. I know. That's why Hello, I everybody. Oh, my name is Markiplier. <laughs> but, I've been watching him a lot lately, too. But no, when I listen to podcasts, it's more just for the background noise. Because I like to listen to people talk. That's yeah. why I sit so quietly when there's a bunch of people around having conversations. See, that's something I like about audiobooks and podcasts, though. Mm-hmm. Sometimes music is a lot to if you're if you're trying to focus on something but i i retain information pretty well when it comes to like reading or stuff like stories and stuff yeah so driving or at work i like audiobooks or podcasts more sometimes yeah. just because it's easier to focus on i can't do audiobooks neither can i, I i've can. tried and which is funny because of what i just said about podcasts and listening to people talk i need the physical thing i can't even, I, I can read digital copies on my ipad but I don't retain it. I find myself reading the same like 
six lines over and over yeah, again. If I'm going to be reading, I like to have the book in my hands, but There's I can something do about the feel books. of the paper, the, yeah. the smell of the pages and the mental image that you can build. That the, you're right. <laughs> that the, to me, for me, the blue light from your, my tablet messes up. I agree. Like I'm the same I, way. Like there's a uh, a book that I just couldn't find, because I or I didn't want to wait to find uh, when I was reading through the uh, the Shadowhunters universe stories, um, and I bought one of them on my tablet. I don't remember anything of it. Yeah. Like I remember, and I guess I remember enough of it because I was able to connect the story when the next books came out. But I'm like, you see, I feel like I retained Harry Potter better when I listened to it in the audiobook version. Well, you've also listened to it like 15 times. I, I retained it really well the first time I listened to it, though. I just enjoy it a lot. And I think the reason I retain it better is because he tells it like someone standing in a room telling you a story. Not it's easier reading you for a book, you, you know to I mean? create that image because he gives you the image Yeah, he gives you the emotion yeah. and the voice and yeah. the different tonalities and stuff He's like that. He's not just sitting there reading. You've read Harry Potter or seen Harry Potter, right? I've seen every movie. Okay, so you get to weigh in on this. You've heard this theory but we're going to talk about it because it recently... Oh, I like Can it. I talk about my podcast really quickly? Because I did really actually want to mention that podcast I found. <laughs> I thought you did. I thought you no, did No, I too. didn't. I was, it was another one, but oh. we started talking about true crime, so I went with the Serial Killers podcast. It's called This Might Get Weird. It's by two OG YouTubers, Mamrie Hart and Grace Helbig. It's really good. They're hilarious. They oh. sit there and talk about like weird experiences they've had in their life of YouTube because they've been on YouTube since like the beginning. Yeah. I know Grace Helbig's name. I don't know the other one. I know she's Mamrie one of her. Yeah, she's one of her best friends. Nice. Mamrie mm-hmm. is very, very funny. She's just Mamrie? one of the, like the gland. That's, that's the uh, they're two of the most unproblematic <laughs> YouTubers. Like they just be doing life. What's that movie called? You're the, the camp only one, one that caught that. <laughs> I did. Camp. Camp Rock Dakota. No. To, I think that's it. Dakota. I think it's Tam- Camp Dakota. Dakota or Tacoa or something like that. They did a movie and it was really yeah, good. Yeah, it was it was funny. Okay, I believe you. Okay. But anyway, it's, a, it's a really you. good podcast. They just sit there and talk to each other and they tell sorry and they tell funny stories about their life and whatnot. Yeah. And they're they're comedians. They're freaking hilarious. They're actually funny women. Is it the taller blonde and the short dark haired girl? And they when she they has go red on hair, she's she, oh then it's not the same. She has, she has a, a gap in her yeah, teeth. tooth gap. Yeah. You've probably no. seen it. If you I, saw her, you'd probably know. I guess. Um, a, a podcast I dip into every now and again is Burt Kreischer's. I'm s- I know he's controversial. <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. hilarious, but I can only take him in small doses. Oh, me too. That's why I said I dip into his podcast from time to time. But his stories are hilarious. He'll never top the I Am The Machine one, though. That one and the period party story. The period party. Period party story? I'm not going to tell the story because I won't do it justice. But basically, his daughter has her first period and she wants to throw a party about it. Yeah. I didn't get and one of those. One of my favorites was the uh, the whore's bath. I'm offended. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she wanted to throw it. We he didn't That's want to. That's kind of funny. It's great. You'll have to, we'll, we'll we'll show you later. Okay. One of my favorite bits of his daughter. This is just real quick. Uh, she thought everyone shared dreams. Oh, I know exactly who you guys are talking uh, yeah. about. I've Big heard guy these, never wears yeah. a shirt. Yeah. Um, his daughter at breakfast one time was like, "Hey, he call, she calls." Her dad, big boy. She goes, "Hey, big boy." <laughs> she said, "How about them dreams last?" Night? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Dude, that's funny. All right, so this Harry Potter theory. So you've heard this one before, and we've talked about it a little bit. So you know how spoilers for those of you who haven't, for some reason, are living under a rock. You know how Voldemort creates seven Horcruxes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he goes and tries to kill Harry, he can't because his curse backfires. Yes. 
but he can't die because he is tethered to those seven other Horcruxes. And he accidentally made... Makes Harry into a Horcrux. Yeah. You guys remember how Hermione and Ron are when they have the locket and how they're always... How the, their moods would swing? Mm-hmm. You, you also remember how in the books and stuff... I think I know where you're going with I think this. you do too. Throughout the entire series, Ron and Hermione are always bickering. Mm-hmm. Like <gasps> always. Oh my gosh. No, I don't know where you're going with this. I know where you're going now. And now I know. So, what if the reason the Dursleys were so bad to Harry is because they were in such close proximity to the Horcrux? Okay, here's where I do have a little bit of a counter argument to that because she was already terrible to um, Lily when Petunia and Lily were growing up. You're right, but it was only amplified. Because at first it was only jealousy. It wasn't just outright dislike. That's true. Because if you if you read that chapter again, um, where Lily it's, it's meets... It's all jealousy, yeah. Yeah. I do have a counter-argument. Going back to where they're wearing the locket. Yeah. The only person whose mood really swang and was affected by it and had... It, they, they explained in the book, you get like, increased anxiety and you lash out easily. Yeah. It's only when you are wearing the Horcrux. Yeah. Yeah, but you are in the first, or sorry, the second book. You have, you know, the diary. The way it worked is that you had to get close to the Horcrux. Right. When you're wearing it, you are inevitably getting close to it. Right. Its curse is affecting you personally because it's physically touching you, and you absentmindedly build this bond with it, and it affects your mind. So my counterpoint to that is when Harry was a Harry was an infant. Well, he was one. He was one years old. He had to be carried around. So they were in contact with him for his Maybe. first three or four years of his life. Because I, I tend to believe that they didn't start out as, as horrible as they were. I think no, it gradually no. grew. Like, they put him in the, the cupboard immediately just because they were ashamed of it. Because they're very proud people. But I feel like him being the Horcrux, it also affected his mood. And when he lashed out, that's why when he lashed out, it was so much more powerful than any of the other ones that you hear right. from the other kids. Because he See, had... I feel like they were pretty bad before, though. Because the whole first chapter um, of uh, The Sorcerer's Stone is Dursley being a douchebag to everybody. But that's after they've had Harry for 10 years. No, it's not. That's, yeah, it is. No, he the was going... The whole, the whole first oh, chapter... Oh, wait, yeah, you're he's right. going to work and they hear news... About owls flying everywhere, and they're like, uh, he heard someone mention Harry in the streets, or Harry mentioned Potter in the streets, like Harry Potter lives or whatever. Um, she he goes back to Petunia, and he's like, "What was your sister's son's name again? Wasn't it Harold, Harold or something like that?" But, but it makes sense though, because it also it explains why Harry and Ron and Hermione bickered all the time. Have you seen uh the? It was I don't really think it would be a theory i honestly think it's just canon how it made they compared when ron and hermione would wear the horcrux versus when umbridge stole the horcrux and was wearing it it made her happier yeah because she thrives on evil like she's just literally pure evil mm-hmm. god i hate that character what are your thoughts i just like the movies <laughs> <laughs> you don't have any real vested interest in that? No, I I really liked um oh lord what was the I don't think you've rewatched the movies enough yet. No. I just really enjoyed all of them, but my favorite one was um Prisoner of Azkaban yeah. because of Sirius Black and there's a lot of hidden gems in that movie that you I'm would able to re- really like the book. It's my favorite yeah. book. The book is fantastic. Yeah, it's that's the best one. But I just like the movies. The problem yeah. is is after that one Goblet of Fire happens. <laughs> oh my book gosh. Was 
I struggle eh. through that book. I was also never allowed to watch Harry Potter right. as a kid, so it was all very new to me in the past couple of years. Like, I was never allowed to watch anything that had anything to do with like wizardry or witchcraft. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to strongly recommend that you read the books because as someone who's only seen the movie, you are missing a very, very, very key and huge plot point in the story that is only in the books. I believe that. The books are usually always better than the movies. Yeah, and you get peeves. Well, you do get peeves. We love peeves. We love peeves. He sucks, but we love him. Yes. But Peeves uh, isn't in the movie? No. no. He is not, unfortunately. He's a poltergeist in, here, in Hogwarts. Oh. And the death day party is not he's, in the movies. He's a jackass. As it's it funny. should be. Like, that would be such a fun scene. It like, would be. I don't know. I feel like it would have been like maybe a 25 second scene. Well, because And of, I feel like it would have cost a lot for the time. For yeah, the because CGI. of how early in the series it was. It, it would have cost a lot wise, for him. It, it, it would have been hard to make look good. But it, it would have been probably, so cool. It was probably a budget thing at the time. Imagine if they made it now, though. Be, oh. Oh, I would so love good. to see a modern technology version of Harry Potter. Me too. I want to see a series. I don't want more movies. I thought they're coming out with a new one. No, Where it's Fantastic like... Beast. Oh. And the Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah, no, Fantastic Beast is a prequel. And then when they're all older, because that's what you were about to say, that's Cursed Child, which was a Broadway play. Well, which was a stage show. It, yeah, it was a show. I would still love to see that. I like Broadway a lot. I would like to go to the play. I want to see the play. Well. I read the play. It was I good. couldn't read it. No, Everybody kept telling me, like all the people that I used to work with, I had a select group that were all big Potterheads, and they were like, it's way too angsty. If you want to keep how you feel about the series intact... Don't read it. The reason it really I couldn't didn't read affect it, my view on it. The reason I, I couldn't really read it is because it's laid out on the pages like a script, yeah. right? And I just I didn't I didn't vibe with it. Well, I think they just took the script and put it in a book. To be yeah, honest, that's, that's it's probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It was interesting to see different points of view on stuff. Yeah, while still at Hogwarts. The only reason I want to see it is because <laughs> I don't know how else to phrase this, but I'm curious to see a black Hermione. Oh yeah, because you know, there's theories that she's. Of color in the books. It's just not really, really mentioned. Right. They mention Which her tan skin. Whatever. Yeah, yeah tan. she has darker tones. She like like olive tone skin. Yeah. yeah. I think it's... But... Real excited for the reunion, though. Oh, I cannot wait. So excited. We are like, what, four days away? Mm-hmm. Something like that? January 1st. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen... I've seen like the pictures from the photo shoots mm-hmm. that they did where they're like on different sets and things like that. Because most of those sets are still standing mm-hmm. um, because they're so iconic. And I'm just like, I can't wait. There's, I, I saw a, a series of pictures of Tom Felton and Emma and uh, Emma Watson reuniting. Yes, and his grin is just like. <laughs> uh, He's a bigger Potterhead than any oh, Potterhead yeah. ever. It's great. I think he definitely stayed the biggest Potterhead out yeah. of uh, him and the guy who played uh, Seamus. Yeah. 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 He uh, <laughs> Seamus. I forget what his name is. Um, he posted a picture on Instagram, and his son is. Starting his Harry Potter journey oh, with the movies. Nice. That's amazing. But I don't know. Just that theory. It, it makes sense. It, it's not really far-fetched and it doesn't take a lot of manipulation to make it fit. Right. No, it does work. Because, like I said, yeah, they were douches, but they Douche. weren't to the level that you see in the rest of the series. The only thing that does people. make it a little bit questionable is the fact that Aunt Marge has little to no contact with Harry at all times, but that was her she character was just design. a terrible human in yeah. general. That was just her character design. Yeah, but you that, also that, have to remember that matches with the family dynamic as to right. why it would make sense for the Dursleys to already be terrible people. We also have to remember that Petunia didn't like Marge. So nobody liked Marge. Exactly. And that was kind Marge of Marge is up there with Umbridge. Yeah, she is. <laughs> I just want to say she's also floating in the sky, so it's fine. One of the smallest yet biggest redemption arcs ever. Dudley Dursley. That's another Billy from Stranger Things. 
that's another scene Thanks. in uh, Prisoner of Az- Azkaban. If you watch where it's right after Amarge is floating in the sky, he wrong is, movie. Is it? Yes. Hmm? No, it's not. That's Aunt Prisoner Marge of Azkaban. I thought that was. I thought that was two. No, no it's no. Prisoner of Azkaban. Aunt is only in the third. Who one. is oh. the pudding? Yeah. Oh, that's right. All right, Bobby. guy with the Harry Potter tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> the the scene where he's walking outside to get onto the bus, or he's not even he's not even going out to get onto the bus. He's just carrying his luggage outside, and Did he accidentally summoned the bus. Yeah. And he's walking outside, and it's, like, really dark out. You can still see her in the sky. Yeah, yeah it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's a little Easter egg. He never saw that. I, I pointed that out to Joshua. I was like, she's yeah, still floating. It. It was, I think it was the second time she ever watched it, and probably my 32nd time ever watching it. And she was like, she's in the back. And I was like, huh? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> There's a scene in the books in Prisoner of Azkaban. Um, you know, whenever they go into that little hut, and have Sirius and Pettig- Peter Pettigrew and Snape you all mean have the shrieking their little shack. fight. The shrieking shack. Yeah, but the um, hut. well, I didn't know if she knew what it was. No, I know. I know what the shrieking shack is. But um, we were, or not we? I er. wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a moment where Snape gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Well, when they're leaving the shrieking shack in the book, they freaking win Guardian Leviosa <laughs> Snape out of the shrieking uh, it's shack. Mo- Moblia Corpus. And I. I know, but I just it's like saying street. they win when Guardian Leviosa to him because <laughs> they literally float this dude out of the Shrieking Shack. And I think that and he's is like the, hitting his head yes, on the ceiling. I think that is the funniest thing. Yeah, th- see, that's one of my favorite movies, too. But it's also one of the biggest disappointments because it's too short. It, it really was. Is. The movie was yeah. cut way too short. The Shrieking Shack scene could have been a, a half hour of good film. Mm hmm. And would not have been boring. That's what, why I want to see a director's cut of Harry Potter, and I don't think we're going to get it. I don't think there's a director's cut in existence anymore. I don't think there is either. Yeah. What proves the fact that that could be good and would have been acceptable is the sheer length of Goblet of Fire. Yeah. Because yeah. the book is big, sure, but the movie is also like there's twice a, as freaking there's long. There's so much filler in Goblet of Fire. There really is. That doesn't need to be there. Well, you're right. It doesn't need to be there, except for the fact that a lot of the filler is char- like character rapid development. character development of like Fleur Delacour and Cedric and Crumb. Well, Hagrid gets a lot of character development and yeah. Goblet of Fire too. So that's that's why there's so much filler. But they, I, I feel like they're the thing that we missed out the most on in the movies that I want to see is Was Harry me? screaming in the Veil Room. Yes, that's in the movie. Indeed, no, you don't not. hear him scream though. Right. Apparently, you know, his grandma had died. Grandfather. Or grandfather, and he was very close to him. And when Sirius floats through the veil, he lets out, apparently, an extremely visceral scream. Yeah, like it was... And and uh, the actor who played Lupin, whose name escapes me, was actually... Oh. It was not acting holding him back. No. Yeah. It was a physical, like, holding him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the scream made everybody uncomfortable, and that's why they muted it. Oh, they should have kept it. Like, I'm sure like there's the, a uh, clip sorry. somewhere with the original audio. Yeah, but don't look it up because it's all just a bunch of that gag noises. Yeah, you can't noises. find it. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it gets through the screen. And she's like, ah! Yeah. Ah! <laughs> oh, that sucks. But it's like uh, Hermione screams when Bellatrix is torturing her. Those are good. Like, they freaking cut in that part. And they were like, are you okay? Yeah, Bellatrix like, was they... asking if she like, was Like, Helena Bottom okay. Carter. Yeah, 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 I remember that. I can't wait for her to come back. And I hope she's in the 20th anniversary she is. thing. She will be. And there also better be... A memorial to Alan Rickman. There will be. There has to there be. Has there to will be. be. And I will cry like a baby. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just putting that out there. It's gonna happen. 
But I do think we've talked about Harry Potter enough because at this point, Brandon has clicked off the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. Um, the Witcher season two came out recently. I need to watch the last, I think, two and a half episodes. And it is so good. Like it, Isn't as, it mostly story building and then it just doesn't give you any satisfaction at all? It doesn't in a good way. Not like Squid Game. I watch Squid Game because... I'm be mad if they wait a whole other two years. They might have to so they don't have to recast uh, Geralt. That's what they did with Stranger Things and it's killing me. I still don't know when it's coming out. I don't think anybody does, but I think they're doing that so they don't have to recast the character. Yeah. Because th- I think the only way that they could do it in Witcher is is a time jump to when Siri is an adult. Which, I mean, the actress already looks like an adult. It's kind of uncomfortable. If they're going to um, recast Geralt, I think they need to end the show. No, they just they just move the story past where he's in the sh- in in the story. Well, I've I've heard rumors that they are recasting Geralt just out of kind of pettiness because he's he's so busy, a sought after actor. Yeah, and they want to. It's like if you want to keep him, just keep him. Yeah, take the time you need to take, and it. I'm willing to wait. I, I feel like the show is worth it. Aren't. I'm different because they they'll have the same mindset of you as they love the show. Different. They love the show so much, so they want to see it more. Yeah, but um, no, it's it's a very slow season compared to the first one. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, but it's in a good way. It's a lot of character development for both Geralt and Ciri, and then then they bring in Yaskier and and Yennefer shows back up in it. And uh, uh, Yaskier's return was was pretty phenomenal. good. It was really good. Um, burn, put your burn. So, I watched that in one sitting because. My sleep schedule is all kinds of effed up, so it is what it is. <laughs> um, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't believe that it, um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it um, because they didn't slow it down too much to where it drug. Right. There was enough action. There was enough like different story arcs because the thing with the Witcher show is it follows a couple of different story arcs in a way that you don't get in the game. Yeah. And I, I thought it was really well done. I think my favorite episode was the first one with the boar guy. Like, yeah, that, that was, was a, a cool episode. episode. And then the 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 monster they had to kill, which I can't remember what it's called, which was, was some bat like creature. It was unfortunate, but did you watch any fun shows, Liz? You watched most of The Walking Dead again. Gross. I did watch The Walking Dead a lot. Um, up until it got bad. <laughs> no, up until the season. Where Carl, this is a spoiler, but where Carl dies. That's old um, news. Yeah, that is old news. But um, I just quit watching it because I was really sick during the time that I was watching it. So I was literally watching a season within two days. Um, but my mom continued watching it. She said it got really good. Hmm. But I, I, she said that it's it's not done yet. They're still waiting on another season, apparently. I've rewatched Titanic three times this month. This month. So you enjoy and I crying. Have, I have to watch it one more time because they're taking it off of Netflix December 31st and that makes me so sad because I love that movie so much. I've never seen the Titanic. Really? I've seen no. bits and pieces. It's because she doesn't like Emma Stone. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> Jeez. You really do need to watch that movie. Isn't it's it so like good. a three hour movie? Yes, but it is so good. Oh, well, it's, it's so Leonardo good. You want to watch it together? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it <laughs> is <watch> so good. <laughs> I think for me, as far as like my like TV shows that I watched this year, I think my greatest achievement was finishing Supernatural. Yeah. 
Dude, oh my god. Like, of all the I series cry. finales, the no, it's only... Twilight. I haven't seen the end of it. The, uh, you don't watch it anymore. I I'll can't eventually watch it again. You want to start watching it again? I don't know. I can't okay. wait to say that I've seen the series finale of Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> in, in 10 years? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, in, in, in my opinion... And this is how I feel about it. The series finale for Supernatural was kind of controversial. There were people who didn't like it because they didn't like the way they did it. I thought it was phenomenal. I mean, you can't I, please I, everyone. They did it the way me, you, and Jacob called it from the beginning. They did. Like, so that, I, I, was, I was happy with it. Yeah, and, and the way that they did the last 20 minutes of the episode with no dialogue Dude. was great. Dude. Um, but the only other series finale that is better than this one to me is MASH. Oh, the MASH series finale is so good. MASH and- Her uncle hates MASH, and I about punched him in the nose. Oh, that's whack. It's because she doesn't like him a stone. <laughs> it's my fault? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Have you I'll ever seen it. MASH? It's always uh, yeah, on. It's always on here. <laughs> Have you watched it? Yes, I've been forced to. No, I mean, my will. I'm not saying it's on and you just happen to be in the room while it's on. I'm talking like it was on and you were actually paying attention. No. It's a really good show. I can't uh, get into it. Oh, it's so good. Maybe you... It's so good. It it was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Um, Unrealistic as hell. It's based in the Korean War, which lasted four years, and the show was eleven years long. Oh my god! You're right, but it was also super realistic because they made a point to not make light of the fact that they were at war. Mm-hmm. Right, and they made sure to always have some scene that brought it back into the mm-hmm. show, even if it was a really, really, really light episode. One of the scenes that I've seen that stuck out to me was a little kid that was standing in a landmine field. Yeah. Damn, like, oh, the scene him. that got me was uh, what's his freaking name? Radar. No, not radar. Tall dude. Gray hair. Gray hair. Uh, what's his name? Why uh, can't Hawkeye. I yeah. yeah, Hawkeye. His PTSD with the kid. Yeah. Like that's, that's the last yeah. episode. Yeah, that's uh, oh, oh so man. Good. Oh, the last <laughs> episode. It it hits you in the th- it it punches you in the throat. Every time I see mom see watching the last episode for the eighteenth time, she's crying. Mm-hmm. I've only seen it one time. But there are several episodes that like just kind of happen to be on that I have to walk out because I know what's in it. Mm-hmm. Like that's like one old of the Yeller. Yes, <laughs> that show is over. That movie's overrated. Um, but uh, I'm starting to think you don't like Emma Stone either. <laughs> I was just about to say it's because he likes Emma Stone. <laughs> I love Emma Stone. Gwen Stacy. A great. Um, calm down, buddy. A great. <laughs> the table rising. <laughs> A great series finale that I really enjoyed. It's not a very popular show, but I really liked one on a Earp se- series finale. It was very satisfying to me and how I liked it. Yeah, it's my cup. <laughs> cup. Unfortunately, that show was doomed to fail because it didn't get funding. Yeah, that that holds it a lot of... It was doomed to fail because women. It was... <laughs> you darn Wormans. <laughs> kidding. It, I mean, yeah. No. It was, it was a female-run show, so like they didn't get as much... Uh, funding and budgets yeah. and stuff as your typical popular show that was right. run by a male would. And that's not even, I'm not trying to be like, it's sexist, oh, but it really is. That industry is very sexist. Oh, it is. It's a male-dominated I, industry. I seriously think it was just due to casting, not because she was a woman, but due to casting, because I don't think she's a very good person. Um, You say it because it was because of budget. Captain Marvel had a huge budget. 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 Her movie was ass. That's your opinion. Her movie was popular belief her movies suck oh that's fair but i mean it's not even the fact she was she wasn't a she's not a bad person at all they're all great people it's just yeah it no, no, wasn't, her cast is awesome it's also it's also the fact of the streaming the network that it was on was not popular at all it's a side it was a canadian show 
brought to the states. Supernatural was too. Yeah, but it was on it was on Sci-Fi, not the CW. If it was on CW, it probably would have done a lot better. No, it should have been on HBO or not HBO. Yeah, no CW. Yeah, CW. CW has like CW or ABC. It was on Sci-Fi, so yeah, that's that's not a very yeah. So Joshua, did you play any new games this year that like really stuck out to you as like a little hidden gem? Unfortunately, not really. I no. played a new game. Can you believe it? Yeah. Well, I'll ask you sorry. in a second. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was very excited to share. I am. I'm excited that you're excited to share because <laughs> watching you devolve into a gamer is great. <laughs> nothing. Nothing new. Right. Piqued my interest this year too much because I'm still waiting on Elden Ring to come out. Uh, I want. Uh, I mean, it's not going to happen until 2026. I want the new Elder Scrolls to come out. Uh, and there's a few games coming out next year that I'm Did they say for. 2026? It's most likely the time frame that we're looking at right now. I'm That's really wild. hoping that Hellblade Sinuous yeah. Saga comes out 2022. It should. I know the game is done, and that's what bothers me about it. The but, trailer with that Norse chant yes, in it is badass. We still haven't shown We need to show you that. Um, but, but yeah, nothing nothing new that's come out this year has really piqued me interest. Everything right. that I'm wanting is coming out next year. Yeah. I, I can say the same thing as far as new games. I was severely disappointed in Halo Infinite. Vanguard was just another clone of Call of Duty. Um, and and Forza 5 was good. Forza 5 is a lot of fun. But it's also just a, a, a remake of it's the kinda, last Forza. That's what you get. You just get the new areas. It's a yeah. bunch cars, of shit game. That's about it. It is. It, it's a gorgeous game. It's um, But uh, Brandon would, would shoot me a death stare by my opinions on Halo. I don't think they did a good job with halo to me personal opinion it is um because there was a certain level expectation that was set that 343 barely scraped by with um in their last two games but uh, my buddy ashton who is a huge halo nerd he was very happy with the campaign i haven't played the campaign yet i'm talking strictly multiplayer yeah, but he, he was very happy with the campaign apparently there's a lot of really good fan service that's really yeah. well done in it he cried a couple of times that's how it should be. Yeah. Um. A, a story, unless it's a stupid story game, should elicit an emotion. Um. But with, with with the Halo multiplayer, they released it as a beta early, which I was thankful for, and I'm glad they did because I still enjoy playing the Halo game. Right. But when they released it, it was incomplete as far as like you couldn't have the uh, select your uh play game playlist yeah. and and things like that. Um, it the the cu- Spartan customization and the leveling stuff and there's a lot of things that were broken that sh- they should have ha- that were easy fixes. I saw this thing on uh, Oddball, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, you can reset it anywhere on the map so long as there's not a roof above you. You just throw it in the air and then melee and it shoots into the sky and resets. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. That's kind of funny. I know. Which I don't think I don't think that should be considered a glitch. I think that's a that's no, it's method. not. It's a method because people also throw it off the edge of maps too. Yeah, it's the same thing. Um, but with Halo, I was really disappointed. With with Call of Duty, I'm not disappointed. I got what I expected. It's Call of Duty. Exactly. Um, I I enjoy the new map. It sucks. I get angry at it still. I um, installed it finally. I just stopped playing it, and it's oh, almost Jacob and I. Have, Jacob and I have decided that that when we get our first win, we're going to install. Yeah. Just 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 say we did it and be done until they get everything kind of figured out. Um, but I did discover, and you should play it, and you should play it, and you might even enjoy it. Outriders? As, no. Oh. I've only played a little bit of that, so oh. I don't really have a whole opinion on that. It's a gorgeous game. Um, but Skull Hero Slayer. I've talked about it before. 
It's this oh, little, little 2D. Yeah. It's a 2D platformer beat 'em up game on Steam that's only 20 bucks. And it is addicting. It is a grind to play because as you 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 put you as soon as you die you go back to the very beginning. You say isn't it like the same logic with like the stats and stuff that you get like binding of Isaac is different every time. It's yes. RNG. Yeah. It's RNG. The skulls that that's because the gist of the game is oh, you're. Is that what you were playing when I came in your room that one day when yeah. that thing was like dancing around or whatever? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it it you are the the main technically antagonist that you play as is is Skull Kid. And when he, he can change out his skull to a different skull, and it gives him the powers of that skull. Right. And the more you play, the more... Uh, the Infinity Stones. Yes. <laughs> um, the more you play and the more you level up your, your castle, the more more powerful skulls will drop if you get the, the doors that you go through that, at the end, the skull spawns. Yeah. Hmm. So you're throwing your head against the wall over and over and over again. I have yet to see anybody get to the end when they're streaming it. Um, because it's, it's not easy. There's one setting yeah. and it's just hard and <laughs> it's, it's just hard. It's all about balancing the amount of damage you take and deciding what skulls you like to use and hoping you get them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start out with a certain amount of health every time. And right. then you can level that up by collecting dark skull, dark crystals and, and things like that. And you level up your character, but it's as you play. Okay. And I, I don't know what it means, but I, I paid attention for some reason, when I died one time, and it says the enemies gained XP from your death. Oh, interesting. That might be big boss. It yeah, could, it could just be a little Easter egg or yeah. a bit of flavor text. But I've noticed it's gotten harder the longer I've played it. Interesting. I've also gotten better at it because um, it's a lot about managing the amount of damage you take. Right. Hmm. Which is true of any beat 'em up game, but there are sometimes you can't avoid taking damage, and mm-hmm. there's other times where all you have to do is just jump a bunch of times. Right. Um. <laughs> But that is like this little hidden gem that a really small streamer that streamer that I follow on Facebook just happened to be playing one day. And I was like, dude, wait, I have a PC. I can play that now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was that was like the one game that stuck out to me that wasn't just a reskin of something else I've already played. Right. Um, and I, I, I kind of want to play Minecraft. I know Minecraft you've been on that fun. grind a lot. The new Caves and Cliffs update's really cool. Yeah. Do you play any video games at all? I used to. I find that I have a very addictive personality whenever it comes Same. to video games. Like, I used to play Grand Theft Auto a lot whenever I was younger. I would play it for days at a time. I mean, I would come out of my room maybe twice. You want to know what's insane? She was, I think, I think you were 12. No, you were nine. You were nine. From the time that I was about nine until I was about 13. When, when GTA Five came out. I think that you would be really fun to play GTA with, oh, because for sure. I feel like knowing your personality as as <laughs> exactly yeah. knowing your personality, getting to know you over this last year, I feel like you would take everything You've to the extreme. You've known me for almost, almost three years. Well, it's a little different. Okay, things have changed. I'm around more. Yeah, I, I feel like you would take everything we did to the extreme, and you would run headfirst into everything. That's why I don't want to play Warzone with you. Yes. <laughs> Waffles died. <laughs> yeah, that's my that's my gamer tag is Waffles. Yeah. So I uh, I can see I can actually I can visualize you playing GTA and being totally enthralled by it. My favorite thing to do whenever I played GTA was be a taxi driver. I found out how to be a taxi driver. You can and you follow the laws. Stop it all. Hundred percent on just my board days, but other days I'd steal a Lamborghini and just run into houses and have cops, helicopters following me. It was fun. I like to thrive. You know something you should try. You should try to get her onto a role playing server in GTA. 
Oh, that's I feel like you would be going, really you'd go to jail immediately. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that would be you would be really good at it because you like to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a slight. It's just one of those things where you go in, you have a character, you have a role in the world. You're pretty good at making a character just and keeping up with it. That's like I do that in real life. Yeah. If I'm meeting a stranger, I have a whole different life for them to see. Like I, I'm up to about, uh, about twenty people. I'm married. I have four kids, and I live on my own place. And and about yeah. six other people uh, were. Uh, Engaged. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just easier to roll with it. Less questions. Yeah. That, I get that. And also, I know that I will never see them again. So it's just fun. Yeah, until you told your dentist. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. It's uh, like I said. Sometimes it's just easier to to keep that character because you're not lying. You're just not telling the truth. You are. It's just. It's it's. It's lying through a mission. You're never gonna. You're never gonna re- interact with them again. Right. And that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Sometimes it's just easier to get through the conversation because for me, I hate talking to people, which is weird that I do this podcast and and, and talk to people for an hour and a half. You sometimes. don't like talking to strangers. Exactly. Small talk sucks. Facts. Not but, only was I into GTA, but I was also really into Call of Duty. Uh, Modern Warfare was one of my favorites. Ghost and I can't remember the other one, but Ghost didn't deserve the hate it got. It didn't. No. It was just too different. No, it just looked bad. It was bland. It wasn't bright. Right. Other than that, the gunplay, fantastic. The maps were okay. So, another fun thing the that happened. Cold War, they were. Uh, another fun thing that happened is we recently got two Oculus Quests oh, dude. in the house. Yes. And it, I've been I've been having a blast. So, we got Beat Saber, obviously, because when you get an Oculus, you're going to get Beat Saber because you want to slice some boxes into a beat of a song. It's quite fun. I've gotten quite good at it. But I also got uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted because that's the the VR version of it. And it's a couple years old, but it's new to me. And I've been playing it, and <laughs> it's so scary, dude. I'm a really big Five, Night- FNAF, Five Nights at Freddy's fan, and they just came out with a new game called Security Breach. Yeah. And apparently it's super broken. I've been watching Markiplier play through it, and it is very broken. It's a, it's a new take. It's, it's, a, it's an open world. It's, it's like an mall. open world. It's a gigantic freaking pizza plex. And they have, you know. It's like a plaza, right? Yeah, and they, they changed the characters. You got uh, you still have Freddy Fazbear, obviously, but he looks completely different. Isn't the girl from Sister Location in it? I, I don't know. Kinda. Yeah. They, they changed them all up. Oh. They they kind of do dab at the old FNAFs a little bit, but like the Foxy is different. She's called Roxy now. They retired Bonnie. Bonnie's not in Security Breach. His name is Monty, and he's an alligator. Like it's Freddie Fazbear is your friend. Yeah, and Freddie is playing on your side in the game. Like he's helping you. That's cool. Yeah, he's like an Iron Man, so you can get inside of. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. It's it's really interesting to watch. See, I'm a bitch and and don't <laughs> play horror games. I love horror I games. played 45 minutes of Outlast 2, and I haven't gone back to That's it. That's what's so interesting about Five Nights at Freddy's, the VR version, because in the VR version, with the exception of Security Breach, they can walk around. Right. Like, you can actually see them walk. That was one of the first Five Nights that they've come out with where the animatronics actually have more motion rather than just appearing in a doorway and you hiding. Yeah. But, yeah. like, in this one... Fre- and I played two on the VR version. Freddy just starts walking down the hallway, slowly staring at you, and then just stops and stares at you until he decides to come in and try to kill you. So you put the mask on really fast. It's That's so bizarre. Fun. It's it's terrifying. How bizarre! And you can't just like look away or anything. You look away and they're still there. 
<laughs> you played uh, Phasmophobia, didn't you? Phasmophobia is yes. different because I have a fascination with ghost hunting. So it's one of those, like, I want to do that in real life. And this is the closest thing I can get to real life. I'm so excited to try Phasmophobia on the two. Oculus. <gasps> we have two. Me and you can do it. You can look it up. <gasps> Wait, I want to try it. We need to do it. I want to do it so bad. We need to do it soon. Yeah. Um, because. Actually, you, we got, I got to figure out a way to do it in my room without killing myself. Right. Or something or breaking something. I don't have a very big room. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I might be able, depending on how, like, if, if my, if you might be able to do stationary boundary and yeah, sit but in the I don't want to sit. Oh, that's fine. Um, but I might be able to get, like, order a uh, long cord and be able to stand, like, out in between the wall and the bed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should see if it's on the Oculus. It, it is. is on the it Oculus. Is. Oh, my God. It's, it's not on the Oculus Quest. We can hook the headset to the computer. <gasps> Our phasmophobia, when you buy it, you can launch it in <sighs> VR mode. Yeah. Because what happens with wearing the Oculus is that that becomes your reality. Yeah. When yeah. your brain it's is, very like, immersive. watching that for so long. That's your reality. I was I was actually just before we started recording, um, I was playing this game. I I don't really know anything about it. I just started playing it and I don't know like the context of the story or anything, but it's called Journey of the Gods and it's like this cartoony fantasy game. Right. And like I was walking down a mountain and I felt like I was about to fall over <laughs> because it was I like I would um I slipped off the side of a cliff by accident and it scared me because all I can see is in the game and I'm quote unquote in the game yeah. yeah it's it's it messes with your mind it's so mind like, blowing i got not lightheaded or dizzy but like i felt my my body try to compensate for something that wasn't happening in real life yeah it was really weird that's what it's like in five nights because like the thing will jump out and scare you and you'll try to run from it like mom was playing a little bit ago and she literally tried to turn around and run from yeah. it and i was like calm down you're gonna run into something yeah. they do have the the sets where like you can it, it, it looks like a treadmill and you attach the it. Directional I want one of those so bad. And They're you expensive. can walk and you can like move and everything. Yeah. Like it's, that it's would be super dope. Big. I mean, directional I have those are, arcades. They're expensive as hell though. Unfortunately, they're not really mass produced yet because they have to get them custom ordered. But um, since you've last played Phasmophobia, there's a new ghost and a couple different. Um, there's like four new ghosts from the last time I played. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's been a while since I played, but there was one new ghost from when I played and there's a new uh, equipment um, like evidence detector the the, the dot thing yeah mm -hmm. I've seen that yeah and there's a couple of new locations it's but yeah no like I, I, I know I say it, like I don't like horror games but but Phasmophobia is different in a sense that you kind of can control the environment it's not scripted jump scares that if you play it a couple right. of times like you can go back to the is it the van or the truck yeah you can go back to the truck and collect your bots and it, 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 you're safe. Yeah, or you if you're are. Brandon, live in the van. <laughs> That's where I was. I was always watching like where the temperature would drop, or like I could I could see you guys where you all were at, and like I could see the cameras. You guys would set up cameras. It's so fun. And you could it's see so if the light turned off or a door closed. Because like if you if you can get past feeling weird about it, and actually just deal with the fact that you're gonna sound dumb and get immersed in it and talk to the ghost, yeah, and like the whole like are you friendly and use the spirit box. It's fun. Ow. That's the cool thing about Phasmophobia is you can actually, like, talk to the spirits. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. It's really annoying when you can't get it to talk back to you. <laughs> but, yeah, no. So, it's been an interesting year as far as, like, what, what I've listened to and watched. And I'm sure for you guys it's been a lot different than years past. Mm -hmm. um, especially as we're all, well, I say we're all, you are all going into adulthood. So, your, ta your tastes are changing. I'm excited for a lot of the stuff that's coming out next year. We're going to get a lot of Marvel. Um, Speaking of Marvel, just, I know we're a little over time here, but... 
just short, quick, because we can't do any spoilers. I highly, highly, highly recommend you go watch Spider-Man No Way Home. I, I hear you. It's not a perfect movie, but it's damn close. Cool. I haven't seen No Way Home or Far From Home. Far From Home yet, so. I, I, I Homecoming can't. was better than Far From Home, in my opinion. I haven't seen Homecoming yet. I agree. So, well, thanks for listening. It's, it's been a fun year. I, for those who have been reoccurring listeners and all that fun stuff, I appreciate you guys. And I, I think I speak for all of the regulars on here. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to have an opinion, Liz, because you don't like Emma Stone. I know. Um, <laughs> and uh, just, just look forward, because there's a lot of things coming that we're going to be doing with the podcast, the podcast brand, that uh, I think is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be really new and really weird and a lot of putting myself out there in a way that I've never done before. Um but Put I think my it's ass in a gym. I am, I am too. But but I'm talking about the podcast. I know, uh, but that entails. Yeah, you 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 can find us on Facebook as I stutter hard. That's just a remix of the sentence. Um, but find us on Facebook at the Pod Squad. We're gonna start really ramping up the content on there. I'm I'm planning on doing some like quick lives and things like that to talk to you guys. At least give you guys an ugly face to the voice on the other side of the, the microphone here. Yeah, he an ugly mug. Be <laughs> I break cameras on the regular, <laughs> dude. Um, but uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.